I just imagine you, Garrett, uh, when you're walking your dog, going through people's yards instead of the sidewalk, just walking right through their yards into their sprinklers in short shorts and sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Freya is leading the way. That's right. Yeah, she's peeing on every lawn, and I'm getting cooled (laughs) off by the, uh, not the pee, the the sprinkler. (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, just do a a little slip and slide through the the grass. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing like a perfect pose as I like slide through the grass, too. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Very, very Bollywood of you. Yeah, I can actually like run on the little sprinkler water bits. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Welcome back to another episode of the Co-ops Podcast. This is episode 47. I am your host this week. I am Zach, and joined, as always, by Garrett. Hello. And Nick. Hi there. This week, we should have a fun episode for you. We're trying something new. We're going to try to slim it down a little bit, shave off some of the excess time and fluff, and try to make a more focused episode. And so, we've got some interesting things. We're going to go talk about... uh, We're going to introduce a news item every week that we want to talk about. So, this week, Garrett picked... An interesting one about Overwatch 2. We've got some discussion about uh, what our favorite Steam Summer Sale purchase is. But before we get into that, we feature a beer every week that we drink while we talk. This is a podcast. And in case Nick you didn't know this week. that you were listening to a podcast. <laughs> I like you can't see it, but Zach had to think about that for a long time. There was a long that pause was a minute long. <laughs> I don't think it was quite a minute. It probably felt. It like was a minute. minute long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit this episode. It's, I'm gonna make it a full minute. People are gonna <laughs> think that there's something silence. wrong. <laughs> People are gonna think that there's something wrong. No, I edited that in. You're just gonna stretch the uh to be uh Not for a minute. We'll see how many people make it past that. I'm gonna put in like an echo effect, and I'm gonna be like Zach's subconscious, like make him thinking, like the cogs turning. Oh yeah. There you go. I love I'm it. not gonna put that much effort into it. Yeah, no, that sounds like a lot of work. But anyway, Nick picked this week's beer. Do you want to tell us what we're drinking? I did, yeah. So this is a beer that I thought I had before, uh, but I had not uh, because I did not realize the conceit of this particular beer is that it is seasonal. Uh, So this is from Fort George Brewing, who you may know from Fanzine, the IPA we covered a little while ago. Um, this is called Power Cycle, and this is specifically Power Cycle Nelson, the summer 22 version of it. Uh, it's a hazy pale ale, uh, and I think they typically are some variety of pale ale and probably usually hazy. Um, but I had this uh, about a month ago, uh, and it had a different can art, and it was, in fact, an entirely different beer. It was Power Cycle Nectaron, which had Nectaron hops from New Zealand. Um, oh. It was really good, so I thought, oh, I'll bring it on the show. And then I got to the store and thought, oh, well, I guess they changed the can art. Uh, and then uh, turns out, actually, it's just a totally different beer. So this has um, Nelson Savin hops um, and the... Uh, uh, because it's pretty new, it doesn't have any beer advocate rankings, but it's uh, 3.97 average rating on untapped out of 5, uh, 5% ABV. Uh, the website describes it as uh, 
Sometimes you need a recharge. This rotating pale ale series will focus your attention on one dominant hop flavor while balancing your experience with a working network of malt and hop additions. Summer 22 Power Cycle features Nelson Sauvin hops. You'll know it's time for a reboot when the can design changes. So there you go. I learned that preparing for this episode. Um, the appearance of this one is deep yellow with moderate haze. Uh, the aroma is citrus notes with guava, pineapple, and spicy resin with a hint of sweet cereal. And the taste is described as lightly sweet, gently bitter, mildly mineral, with a light body and medium carbonation. So there's some of the details we usually get from a review, but no reviews available because it's uh, not on Beer Advocate yet. It smells really nice. I like the, the smell of this one a lot. It does. It is very fruity. A lot of these smell like fruit juice, like a fruit smoothie. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things about Hazy's. I definitely agree with the light light bitterness. Um, very, very, very fruity. And it's. Uh, I like the lighter carbonation. I've noticed a lot of just random beers that I've been drinking have been very, very full of carbonation or very highly carbonated. And it kind of like, it just instantly makes me full. And I'm like, how am I going to finish this whole beer? I think yeah. they struck a really good balance with um, drinkability with the amount of carbonation that's in here. Yeah, Co- it's nice. I was I was telling Zachary carbonation rec- <laughs> carbon. Uh, <laughs> I was telling Zach recently that I actually don't mind flat soda. Um, I generally don't. I, I generally err. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tend to err on the side of just like uh, syrupy water, lower combina- or lower carbonation. Gosh, it's mm-hmm. already sticking to my t- throat. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, like you said, the perfect balance of being carbonated, carbonated enough to be refreshing without being overwhelming and gassy. Well, we'll see how gassy we get, right? <laughs> I know, right? We'll so see. It's always a challenge. <laughs> how, how many farts do we have to edit out of the podcast? None that I've seen so far, actually. It's shockingly for how... Uh, much carbonated beer we've been drinking on the show can't can't recall a single uh <laughs> a single errant noise of that manner yeah i was gonna say belches yes i have not heard uh one loud enough but you know who knows still early days <laughs> yeah the new new ground to break in the the new year of podcasting <laughs> God, a po- and new winter break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a comedy podcast that I listened to called Your Mom's House for the longest time. The female host had a fart mic, like had one that would, and it it so and it's a husband and wife duo, and every time he was just like, "Why, why do we have this? This is so ridiculous." <laughs> She's like, "It's for the fans." You know what they want? No, it's amazing. On that wonderful discussion, <laughs> let's move into uh, what we've been playing. And we'll start with Garrett. Why? Because yours is a little samey. Whoa. It's uh, it's yeah. it's, hard. it's the same, but it's but a true. new version of the same. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Monster no, that's fine. Hunter Sa- Rise. Sa- samey is fine, to be clear. Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, the expansion released... I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about it because we've kind of been on a little hiatus for the month of June and it dropped in June. So 
put about 15, 20 hours into it so far since it released, just playing it here and there and, and playing it mostly co-op. I've mostly had uh, people who are around the same level as me uh, or in the same part of the game playing with me. Nice. It adds two new uh, open world zones uh, for your missions. It adds a handful of new monsters. I think they said it was about 17 new monsters. They add a whole bunch of new weapons, armor, a whole new difficulty. So all of the monsters that were previously in the game now have new moves um, and, you know, different behaviors than they did before. So it really monster hunter expansions are historically um, dense with content. Um, yeah, you said a handful of new monsters, and then you said 17. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a lot. And it's Well, 17 is the lowest that they've ever had in an expansion. Wow. Yeah. But they are adding, um, in true Monster Hunter fashion, they have title updates, which are, like, free expansions to the expansions uh, or to the base game. Nice. And the first one, I think, has, like, six or eight monsters that are coming out. And then the next one has, like, four or five and the last one they haven't announced a number so on top Hmm. of that 17 we're at least going to get 10 more within the next six months i kind of like that uh as opposed to trying to cram them all into the release because it keeps trickling out content to keep people interested and it Mm -hmm. gives them a little more time to polish it too so it's kind of nice yeah the the new difficulty is brutal monsters hit hard uh you definitely have to use the New mechanics, uh, which include new armor skills, uh, new weapon skills, a complete rebalancing of all of the weapons, including brand new switch skills. So for those of you that have played, you know that you can modify later in the game the moves that you actually do. You can change up your combos. Well, they realized that you would have to change those every single time you went in and out. And sometimes when you go out on a mission, you want to use maybe... Uh, a switch skill that's bound to a certain button combination uh, but you couldn't because you can only go out with one of those so they added something called the uh, switch skill swap Uh, the switch skill switcher then you just you just grab your controller and crab claw it again because you have to hit three buttons (laughs) at the same time (laughs) in order to switch basically capcom wants everyone to have carpal tunnel yeah pretty much yeah so you, you swap and you can swap between these loadouts that have different moves. And so you have there's a lot of variety in how you can hunt now versus just going, I'm going to build this specific way um, and, and forging down that path. You can actually actively switch in battle. And there are some combos you can discover that have you swapping between your different sets of switch skills, as it were. So that, wow. that's pretty cool. That sounds complicated, the, but like something that diehard Monster Hunter fans are going to love because it yeah. it like really lets you opt into as much complexity into the combo structure as you want. Yeah, and, and that's, I guess, my one complaint is that it felt like, you know, they definitely listened to the fans, but then overcorrected hard because the switch skill swap is very difficult, even as somebody who's been playing Monster Hunter for a long time, to, like, rem- one, remember to do it, and two, like, fully utilize the systems, and only a couple weapons get advantages from that, like the longsword. And for the mm. most part, it's kind of, it's fine, it's there. Uh, I'm almost to the end of the like the regular single player content or not single player, but like the story before it gets to the end game. So I haven't made it to end game yet, but there's a whole new actual end game in this one, just like in world where it gives you a reason to continuously hunt other than just like grinding for new gear. That's really so that's, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Uh, they I'm... try to do more story, but it's just pretty pretty bland. Monsters are attacking this region of the world. Please help us so they don't kill everyone, and then you kill them. Are there any Monster Hunter games that have a really good story? Nope. <laughs> yeah. It's... They're not known for that. No. It seems like it's... Uh... It's well acted enough for what it is and like it's well written enough for what it is. But uh, for my time with Rise, it was very much just like as as much story as we feel we need to put in to have it be a video game. Uh, yeah. and the dialogue was... is puns, the video game. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just a bunch of puns about cats, monsters. I mean, can... Palamutes, Palicos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You can you can tell. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to get to it eventually. Um, I, uh, am probably going to restart Rise on PC, uh, eventually and start with, uh, with Sunbreak on there rather than picking Mm -hmm. it up on Switch since you and so many other people are playing on PC now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten around to doing it, but, uh, conveniently you can get, uh, I think Rise rise is 60 dollars normally still and sunbreak is 40 but you can get them both together for 70 um so you get a little bit of a discount you're basically buying a deluxe version of the game if you're buying it straight out so one of these days either when that goes on sale or um uh when uh when i can just afford it i'll probably pick that up and jump in and if anyone was worried about switching over to if you want to play the pc version or if you've never played before and you're going to play on whatever platform you want to they actually when an expansion releases they release a new set of gear that all players just get for free that's already in your inventory when you start the game that is meant so that you don't have to actually like build and craft gear through the early stages of the game so you don't have to struggle if you've never played before or even if you have and you just kind of want to fast forward to the expansion content you just get really really good gear that's really powerful and helps you defeat monsters faster um if you're skilled enough not to get hit (laughs) that's true uh Uh, but even then it's nice yeah like the armor makes it so that when you get hit it's still not as big a deal exactly Um, so i just built my first set of uh master rank which is the new difficulty armor and it's so i can be way more aggressive now because when i get hit 90 percent of my life doesn't go away Yay! twice in a row like get thrown up in the air and then smacked i instantly die or i was so i've been i've really been enjoying it um like i said before i've been playing with friends pretty much i haven't played by myself except for maybe one or two hunts and uh, oh there's a there's a whole new thing um it's a, a companion hunts so they actually make it so that you do like these research hunts with these AI companions that actually have stories and you unlock their gear as like um, like cosmetics. And oh, so you go cool. out with like a researcher, there's like a gunner, and then there's like this knight lady who's like def- like a princess of this land or whatever. And uh, they like are actually smart and will set up traps and like use their skills. They're not just... They're not just standing next to the monster until they die, just waving their sword arm. They're actually using the mechanics in the game to hunt like a like an actual person would hunt with you. So those are single-player-only missions, but it makes it so it's not as lonely, uh, kind of, uh, you know, when you're playing single-player. Uh, yeah, because so you it, have your cat and your dog, but, like, it's not the same as another no. hunter doing the same things you're doing. Yeah, so that that's a new addition to the game as well. So... I enjoy it. Uh, if you 
again, if you like Monster Hunter, uh, I would advise picking it up. There's tons of new content in there. Uh, so, yeah, gets a recommend from me. I think I'll jump in next. Mine's going to be fairly short. We had a night uh, recently where I, myself and a couple of friends got together to have some drinks and play some games. And we were trying to figure out what to play and couldn't decide. So I just brought a whole bunch of stuff. And we played some Guitar Hero 3. Wow. Throwback. Which I won't talk about because that's everyone knows Guitar Hero. But <laughs> the game we ended up Guitar? playing the most was a game none of us had played. And it it's on the GameCube and it is called WarioWare Inc. Oh, fun. I've never and played that game? I've played other WarioWare games. Okay. I just hadn't played the, okay. the GameCube one. And it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like all WarioWare games. But it was, you can play it up to four players on the GameCube and so we were playing th- we were playing three player and we were just cracking up cuz a we're uh we'd been drinking and b the games are just absurd like an example is one of them is just uh i think it says cover and you just pull a shirt down over your belly <laughs> it's like yeah that sounds about right and if you've never played a warrior game it's they're they're micro games not mini games and they're <laughs> literally like 5 seconds long yeah you get one prompt, no instructions, and it's like, oh, I hope you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And there's typically, like, usually one button. Like, um, the the GBA one, um, I think it was the A button. Um, uh, like, the there was, like, WarioWare touched, had the touch screen where you had, it was, like, slightly more complicated, but it's, you have to figure out from context, like, what to do with the button, such as, like, uh, there's a, a nose with a big nose hair sticking out of it on the screen and then some tweezers scrolling across the bottom. And so you have to hit the button at the right moment to pull the 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 nose hair out. And like, you got five seconds to f- parse all of that and figure out what yeah. you have to do. And if you hit the button at the wrong time, you'll just, like, poke the nose and they'll say, ow, and then you'll lose the game. <laughs> it's very funny the different... The way that this game works is for multiplayer you select a stage and the the way the mini games are dispersed to you is different so some of them you're trying to block the other players from seeing what's happening so your your characters are on the screen you're moving around you're trying to block parts of the puzzle to to prevent them from solving it there's other ones where your characters are all dancing on the screen and a random person will get a mini game and if you fail so many times you're just out and there's another one that's you're trying to steal basically there's like a grid with numbers and if you complete all of the mini games that equal the amount of that number or micro games pardon me so it'll say like four if you complete all four you win that node and you could potentially steal others that are linked to it and you try to have the most at the end and so there's there's a bunch of them i think there was like like 12 or 15 different uh different ones and yeah there's a big cast of characters in WarioWare, and uh, if i recall correctly each of those stages is kind of tied to a a character yep correct yeah it's very fun uh i definitely recommend if you've never played a WarioWare game you should you should check them out they're always absolutely ridiculous and zany and yeah a WarioWare they they vary in price though sadly they they're rather expensive unfortunately like most of them are are not super cheap to acquire yeah. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe they don't sell well when they come Low out. Low prints, maybe. 
but there is the new one on on the Switch, which I heard is good. So oh. that one's probably not terribly expensive and is fairly modern. I'll have to check that out. I quite like WarioWare Gold, which has uh, some compilation elements of like other micro games from other games in the series. Uh, but that that is really excellent. It's on the 3DS and uh, should would be available digitally uh, if you can still access it, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, but also um, might be available on cartridge. And yeah, you, you might know better than I do, Zach, how expensive it is, but uh, ho- hopefully Nine, not outrageous. $9,000. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but the the Switch one is different. Um, I played it once at a friend's house and you, instead of it, it's still micro games, but you have the the colorful cast of characters are the mini game. So... Oh. So each mini or sorry, each micro game. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> I apologize, Mister Mister Wario. Uh, the in the micro game, there's like eight different characters, and and kind of like Nick said, each character's button does something different. Like one is like she's riding on a broom and go and flies diagonally, and the other one's like a robot that like shoots lightning. And the micro game has its own context to solve, but then you also have to know what your character does to interact with the micro game. So it's like you, you might be able to interact with objects differently but depending on the character that you have. Huh. And if you lose a micro game with that character, it goes to the next character. So you keep the same character that you keep completing games with and then it goes away. I've heard mixed things about it. It was fine. It was okay. But it wasn't quite as uh, quite as fun as the other ones that I had. My favorite one was for the Wii. That was my favorite. Wii oh, Wii that Wii. one was really good. Yeah. Is that smooth moves? Smooth moves. Yeah. The motion controls really help. I think touched was probably my favorite, the DS one, but I also just loved the DS and played games like that most around that time. So it's probably Mm -hmm. just, just a coincidence. Definitely check out a WarioWare game of any variety, particularly fun with a group of people. Yeah. I, I played some by myself and it's fun, but it's, it's definitely more fun with, with others. Yeah. When you can sort of reverberate off of each other's reactions of what the hell is going on. Uh, it's, it's definitely more fun. Like watching Get a bad alcohol movie. involved because it, it makes it exponentially more fun. Yeah, exactly. Like watching a bad movie, bring your friends and drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. I thought you were going to say bring your friends and make them suffer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Why not both? Nobody <laughs> suffers in Mario. Not Mario Party. Everyone suffers Every, in Mario. Everyone suffers in Mario Party. <laughs> everyone. Friendships are destroyed. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> suffers in WarioWare. Nick, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. So Zach said, oh, I've been playing Yakuza 0. Uh, and so I thought, that sounds like fun. And for several weeks, I said, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I should go play Yakuza 0 again. Uh, and then I did that, finally. And then I finished it. Um, it was great i really enjoyed it and i thought i would like some more of this and uh i had a few ideas for what to do from there uh one is skip ahead to yakuza 4 the next mainline series game that i hadn't played at all because i played one two and three when they were reasonably new um and then just fell off of it and got distracted by other stuff by the time four came out um or i could skip ahead to seven the most recent one uh the one with the jrpg mechanics uh but i decided on the third path which is to go ahead to judgment 
which is a spin-off sort of game. It's by the same studio, um, and it's set in Kamurocho, just like uh, the Yakuza games, or like most of them. Uh, that is, they eventually go to other places. Um, like uh, Yakuza Zero has Sodenbori as well. But um, but yeah, Judgment takes place in Kamurocho, but, uh, and it has Yakuza in it, but none of the characters from the main series. Uh, you instead play as, um, Mr. Shakedown, Mr. Shakedown. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, you, uh, you play as a guy, uh, who, uh, was a lawyer. Um, he has Yakuza connections like, um, like, but he is not actually Yakuza himself. Um, and, uh, and, uh, with with their help he paid his way through law school uh and became a lawyer and uh as a defense attorney had a successful case that was very unexpected um uh like apparently in japan defense like usually by the time a uh a case makes it to court it's pretty much already like like they tend not to prosecute until they have enough evidence for a slam dunk uh and so this case failed he successfully defended his client um and then his client went home from jail and killed his girlfriend that night and so he was like fuck this i'm out i'm never being a lawyer again because i can't like if i don't have the judgment to tell if somebody is going to do that then i can't responsibly like do this i can't use my intellect to defend people who are gonna do that if i can't tell um what kind of person they are before they do uh and so he became a uh, private detective and so you play as this guy who has connections with lawyers and connections with yakuza uh but what he does day to day is uh private investigating uh and so you end up seeing some yakuza related stories and um and some drama therein uh but also you do a lot of like following people's husbands to see if they're cheating uh or like Mm. um uh, various other like pi sorts of jobs and uh the main sort of story is based around this serial killer who gouges people's eyes out um fun but uh but there's all kinds of side stuff side cases you can make friends with a lot of people around town which ranges from as simple as um like uh uh, just going to a convenience store and spending enough money there to get a loyalty like reward uh (laughs) and then you are friends with that person to like solving the actual problems of like the business problems of this struggling fast food chain uh, and then the manager will be your friend. What the hell? They don't have a chicken sandwich. That's the big problem. Well, everyone has to have a chicken sandwich. That's that is very funny because it is actually a chicken sandwich restaurant. <laughs> it's of course. Well, it's it problematic is. if they don't have a chicken sandwich. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we it's, only serve tofu. It's we're called, called the chicken sandwich stop. Uh, it's chicken with the apostrophe. Ooh, you're gonna love it. It's called Buffalo Wings Wild Jackson. Wow, that's <laughs> so. Huh. That's like uh, the most adjacent non-trademark infringing name I've ever heard. Yeah, it's really good. 
Like I expected something like super combo levels of of different. But no, that's just <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, diff- like mixed around. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. And then there's also like Smile Burger. There's various and like the friendship quest for that involves like taking a picture of yourself smiling, which like you're this grizzled, thirty five year old dude. Um, so your best attempt at a smile is kind of a smirk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, it's very. So it's very funny. When does your character get get to deliver the fist of justice? Uh, the fist of judgment. Indeed. Uh, well, all the all the time, actually. Just like in the Yakuza series, you have um, encounters on the street with people that you can run away with, run away from, rather. Um, uh, but you also, in your quests, frequently end up with uh opportunities for combat like there'll often be cases where like you track down somebody in your pi work who's like like doing doing something some kind of misdeed and they'll be like okay well i gotta beat you up because you caught me in the act and then you beat them up and they're like fine okay um (laughs) fine you win yeah (laughs) and there's um yeah, there's just thugs who will attack you, and at various points in the story, different other factions in in the city will be mad at you. Um, there's also the some kindergartners. Roaming... <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also some roaming gangs, uh, which have fluctuating levels of threat, and so you can seek out their leaders to lower the threat level. Um, uh, but in, until then, uh, you end up getting attacked a lot more on the street. Um, so, so it's it's Yakuza with the uh, the uh, Shadows of War, the Nemesis the Mordor, system. Yeah, the Nemesis <laughs> system. <laughs> oh, if only it were as complicated as that. But uh, it can't be because that's uh, uh, I think that's copyrighted or patented. Or no, it's like. okay. They call it the War of Nemesis Shadow Edition, and that's what they. <laughs> that's the system. That's what it's called. Oh, that would be great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just as simple as every once in a while you get a text from your friend saying, Hey, these thugs are harassing me a lot. And that that's your, um, indicator that the threat level's high. Um, they stole my pants. Come help me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it has a lot of the fun, like Yakuza goofiness. If you couldn't get that from what I already said, but, um, the, uh, the combat is pretty fun. Uh, you only have two, t- two styles to switch between, but, um, but they is one of them the the thug style uh the po- poke people in the eyes oh if only um it's tiger style and crane style and and it's basically your uh 1v1 or group thing like crane style has a lot of sweeping attacks that will hit a lot of people uh and uh the tiger style is more like multi-hitting uh punches uh it's almost like wing chun the the kung fu uh, uh system I'm, I'm trying to think of the the way that the different um uh, varieties of kung fu uh are are described but um but it's it's very much about like getting in close and striking a lot of blows which will stagger people and keep them from like if it's one target it'll keep them from having a chance to hit you back but if it doesn't hit any of their friends so you might want to switch to crane to do mm-hmm. sweeping attacks to hit a bunch of people well, I think that the official nomenclature is uh, martial arts flavor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, tiger flavor. Tiger flavor. Oh, man. I'm going to use uh, this horse seasoning in this fight. 
<laughs> yeah, just splash a little horse in there with your tiger and your crane. That'd be fun. There you go. Um, I know there's a sequel to this called Lost Judgment, and I'm not sure if they add more stuff. Maybe they'd add a whole new style, but which would be pretty cool. But the combat is pretty fun as it is. It has a few... It has its equivalent of heat actions and um, various other things that you can do, but I'm also uh, only probably a third or a quarter of the way into the game, so I... Um, uh, I'm not sure how it fully progresses, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying all the detective stuff, even though like tailing people can get kind of monotonous. It's just like, don't, don't let them see you follow mm-hmm. behind, but not too close. Go hide if they turn around. Um, but, huh? I but I, I heard something. <laughs> there's, there's Makes the metal gear solid noise every time. Uh, yeah, there's something very satisfying about, Uh, Just like solving these little stories and all these characters, even if they're not super, um, not super fleshed out, they're still like fun and interesting. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it a whole lot. So definitely check out Judgment. It's also like like I said, it's not tied to the Yakuza games at all. Um, I'm playing the PS5 version, which has a really nice frame rate, looks really good. Um, It's also, I believe, uh, with the relationship that Sega has with Microsoft, I believe it's on Game Pass. So, check it out. I think all the Yakuza games are, so that would, that would track. That they sounds right. Um, right on. Yeah, yeah, very fun. I look forward to uh, checking in further, but that's been... Um, I've been really enjoying that. As I said at the top of the show, we're introducing a news item every week and to try to add a little bit of more topical topics indeed <laughs> i lost <laughs> lost everything i was trying to think of anyway Garrett, you uh-huh. picked this week's news item go ahead i'm gonna and... add another minute pause for that okay yeah uh just make me look absolutely idiotic this time i'll make More you sound normal. idiotic is what i'll do because the people That's can't, true. See, they can't see me That's they can't true. they they could if <laughs> they watched our recent turtles stream. Oh, that's true they could have seen me yeah I'll, I'll do a quick thing we we streamed uh teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge and had a couple people from the community join us and by the end of the night at least did one mission with six players which was pretty cool yeah yeah it was, it was surprisingly fun we, we can side tangent into this for just a second uh the we we wanted to try like we've been promising we're gonna stream i probably we're gonna do it yeah and so we we actually sat down and set aside some time to to do it we had um, a few few people from uh the discord channel join us and and watch and uh, a couple of people like gary said jumped in and played with us and so it was a lot of fun we had daniel and aaron and uh robert i want to say is his name he was somebody that aaron knows and uh yeah it was it was really enjoyable i'm not a big fan of beat-em-ups i think i've mentioned on the show a number of times but it's they're always so much more fun with people. Yeah, like like Garrett said, has said several times, uh, everything's fun with other people. Like mm-hmm. any any game is made so much better by co-op just because you're sharing the experience. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. I was only there for uh, probably three or four missions, but because uh, I was out, I was busy most of the night watching RRR. Um, in the in the theaters i had my one night chance to do so um but i really i really enjoyed it um it's it's a game that you can tell was made with a lot of love for turtles and for classic beat-em-up games in general 
Yeah, and, and it kind of kicked off. I really enjoyed doing it. I hosted and, and had it streaming, and uh, I'll be streaming on the channel more. Uh, we might do something regular. We're not going to commit to anything, obviously, but... Yeah, we're kind of figuring just... out a schedule going forward, uh, trying to make something work both with our schedules and with the content we want to do, which includes more streaming, because that was a lot of fun. So we'll announce on the Discord whenever we're going to do a stream... Uh, so check your uh, put check your, your local listings. On. Yeah, check your local <laughs> listings, uh, which is uh, now in modern times. Turn your notifications on for Twitch, so you get a little notification whenever we go live, or just check the Discord whenever we update that single channel. Nice. Check your uh, channel zero TV guide <laughs> or channel ninety nine. What was it? Not zero. There is no channel zero. Yeah, that's a that's how long it's been since I've used actual channels. <laughs> that's a horror TV show, channel zero. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Something that Canadian I would definitely not know of. Anyway, moving back into <laughs> yeah, I apologize. the news of the week. I apologize. That's my fault. No, no, that's good. <laughs> uh, so, Garrett, yeah. what do you have for us? Well, it was your your yeah. choice this week. My choice. And a uh, lot of Overwatch fans out there. So, I'll be talking about Overwatch 2. Uh, it was recently announced that Overwatch 2 is not a sequel. It is completely taking over Overwatch. It is free to play. It will be a patch of sorts. Uh, the original Overwatch game will not be playable after hmm. Overwatch 2 launches, uh, which upsets people because the the first game has a whole different balance than the second game. Um, a lot of people understand that it's free to play and are like okay with it, but because they're switching... A, a paid entry slash live service game into a completely live service game. It gave a lot of people pause because you're never going to be able to play six V six overwatch with the old balance ever again. Hmm. Not to mention all of the cosmetics and stuff that everyone has paid for and unlocked. Nope. And those, those all transfer. That would be my big concern, yeah. but it seems like basically it, a new season effectively. Yeah, and it comes out with a few heroes, I think like two maps, and then there every nine weeks there's like a new hero or a new map, and hmm. all of the cosmetics can be earned by in-game currency. They're getting rid of loot boxes, and so oh, now each hey. <laughs> individual item is just going to have a dollar amount, and they now have like ultra rare skins that are higher than legendary, which I think are like... Uh, they're speculating are going to be somewhere between like thirty and forty dollars a pop. Hmm. That it's very interesting that they are discontinuing the old version of the game, but yeah. simultaneously this week announced like, yeah, Heroes of the Storm, which hasn't got an update for two years, is still sticking around. <laughs> like, clearly they're loaded as shit now, especially now that well, not officially part of Microsoft, but they will be. I so mean, I, I can I can see why. I mean, it's just the same thing as when Destiny Two killed destiny it's like why why would you have something competing and splitting your fan base like people who play overwatch are gonna play overwatch they, they, yeah they already do that though yeah they're they already have that with wow they have their fan base is already split in their biggest game so yeah, well, well that's I mean, because in 10 this... years we'll see overwatch <laughs> classic yeah <laughs> yeah you're right and and like the world of warcraft fan base is so much larger um yeah yeah, and it's it's also a little bit easier. Like, there's not nothing that you can do alone in uh, World of Warcraft. It's it's harder to like there there's stuff that uh, that you can do 
in between your group content, whereas Overwatch, when you're playing it, it's always with people. So you really need the, the user base to be there present at all times. Well, and kind of similar to what Halo Infinite did, where they're like, oh, co-op multiplayer or uh, co-op is happening later and it's still not out. We're in July. It was supposed to come out in March. I cannot believe it's not out yet. Oh, I can. I can definitely believe. (laughs) Um, Battlefield 2042 has more co-current players right now than Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite has taken a nosedive. So we won't tangent into that story, but for Overwatch 2, like I I understand them trying to continue this live service and and move forward. Um, It's frustrating to some, but the fact that you get to keep your progression. So if you played five matches or 3,000 matches, all of that, all of those stats and things all cover or are converting to the new game. Um, but my last tangent about co-op, they promised with Overwatch 2 that they were going to have some single player and co-op content that like flushed out the world and wasn't just like, you know, you have to kind of run around these multiplayer maps and try to figure things out and watch uh, read their comics and watch their movies. Uh, but that's even delayed. It's delayed. They don't have a date for when that's going to happen oh, man. Um, for these co-op missions. Um, so that was a bit disappointing. So not only is the the old game, so current players have been very vocal about not liking the removing a, a player from the team. So it went from 6v6 to 5v5. So they're pretty upset with that. Um, and mm. there's various balance changes that need to be made, but what they're arguing is that by not having to support two separate competitive multiplayer shooters and just focusing on one, they're going to be able to make changes quicker. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if there's enough outcry for it after this game launches. I imagine they'd add in an extra mode. Yeah, so like, this is I'm a, sure a classic mode, right? Classic six v six mode. Yeah, because uh, they're ca- they're carrying over the the uh, role pick thing where you pick a role and you queue up for the role because no people would just quit if they didn't get the role. That, that, they that was a good change through. they made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, pe- people are always going to complain about any type of change. I think that make. I think that. If this was paid and they were like, we're taking away Overwatch and you have to pay for Overwatch 2, pe- oh. people would be rioting yeah, in yeah. the streets. Uh, but, but this is just this is a free to this is a patch. Essentially, it's not yeah. a sequel. It's a patch. And that makes me feel like I, I feel like there is not a lot of basis for outcry based on the game that overwatch is like it's an online multiplayer game it's like there is no game without balance and uh it kind of like a a fighting game you can't just expect the basic version of it to be around forever you can't just pick the version that you want to play you have to understand that like balance changes need to happen and things need to change for the game to not be stagnant and for it to get into a better place balance wise. So like, I don't, I can understand being upset at like the team structure changing from six V six to five V five. But, um, at the same time, like it's just an evolution of what it is. As a, as a longtime counter-strike player, I like five V five, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have a question for you too. Do, did either of you ever play a lot of overwatch? For myself, I played it when it was new. I got excited yeah. for it. I was like, oh, wow, a Blizzard you know, team shooter. This sounds great. And mm-hmm. I I didn't play a lot, but I, I did play probably like yeah. 60 hours or so. And 
it's I enjoyed a lot of the mechanics. I despised playing that game solo. And so I ended up dropping yeah. off of it and haven't touched it in so long. Yeah, I played a fair amount of it. I probably also played somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 hours and I kept up with it a little bit. I mostly played pretty casually. Um, and yeah, most of my time was spent playing solo, which I didn't totally hate. They put a lot of effort into making the experience, um, uh, designing it in a way such that people are disincentivized from being toxic, like based on the way that like the score is laid out, um, how like kills are assigned, um, and how like the end of game, like rating system for your other players is it's all like designed with positivity in mind, which I really appreciate. Uh, that said, there's Good only thing so the community reflects that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh... If only, yeah, that said, there's only so much you can do when like voice chat exists and like people will find a way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it well enough sing single player, but I fell off of it eventually. Um, I think, it, I think Doomfist was the last new hero out when I stopped playing. Mm -hmm. I just like had other stuff. I think I was probably, probably switched over to call of duty. Honestly. Um, that was probably yeah. my multi multiplayer shooter of choice. Um, but yeah. And then since all of the blizzard, like workplace stuff, I haven't played a blizzard game since so i haven't touched it since then but i'd be maybe curious to go back into it um when uh when overwatch 2 comes out yeah so. i played about the same amount to echo a lot of the things but i only enjoyed it playing it with people i i with people that i knew obviously you play with people uh, yeah <laughs> but uh i i just I thought that it was cool. I thought it has great mechanics, but if people aren't playing as a team and communicating, you're not going to win in that game. It's a very team-oriented, objective-based game. Yeah. It's not a deathmatch game. It is, you know, it's it took all the things that I didn't like about Team Fortress 2 and refined them is is what it did for me. That's I, cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I ever enjoyed Team Fortress 2. But Overwatch was also the game that made me stop playing multiplayer shooters just because I enjoyed the game so much and wanted to play it and my friends were dropping off of it. I just was like, I'm not going to invest time into something where I know I'm not going to get enjoyment out of it. If I have to wrangle up a group of people, like at least two or three people to play on a team of, you know, total of six. And that's really when I switched over to fighting games it was about in 20, 2018, 2018, 2019 is when I really got into fighting games. Um, I just was done with the battle Royales with, with overwatch and overwatch was one of those ones where it was kind of the last multiplayer shooter that I really played. I recently played it with a couple friends and played my first ever ranked games. Oh, wow. Which were actually really, really fun. I enjoyed playing ranked because people communicated a lot more and it was a lot less about memes and like I had the most kills and a lot more about team strategy because having that rank and earning points means something to the majority of people that are playing in ranked. And I had always been nervous about, you know, online competition, mainly because I just, I didn't care enough to, to try hard, but I found the exact opposite. I, I cared a lot more when I was playing it and the other people also appreciated that and, and would help you, um, most of the time, you know, that you can't avoid, it's the internet. You can't avoid toxic people, but I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of looking forward to Overwatch 2. I think that Overwatch has needed a, a big shakeup. And I think it's going to bring a lot more eyeballs onto it. And maybe I'll be able to have another 40 to 60 hours of fun. And I'm not going to have to spend a dime. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's what it really all comes around to is it's free. Like it's a free update. It's not like an yeah. expansion you have to pay for. Yeah, it's a in beta as of October. <laughs> so <laughs> very cool. Uh, I'm interested in it. I'm not like deeply motivated to play it, but it's something that I will check out when it when it launches. I'm sure I'll have a billion friends playing it. That's normally what happens when a new game comes out. And so I'll jump in there and, and I'll tell you it's Garrett, you mentioned like trying to wrangle six people was tough. It's like it's hard enough to wrangle five people with my group of friends that have played Counter-Strike for so long <laughs> that I just chopping off one of those makes it infinitely easier. So yeah, we'll we'll check back in when it inevitably comes out. It's I don't how far away is it? Do we know? October fourth. October, okay. Nice. So not too far away. So yeah, we'll check back. I'm sure that we'll play it and have some have some thoughts on it at some point. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do it for stream night or something. Yeah be fun moving into this week's question it's actually not a typical question we get we're modifying a question we got <laughs> which chip wrote in our discord a, a little while back there was the summer steam sale and he said you know what are what are your guys' must must buys and i think each of us gave a list and they were all quite different <laughs> yeah. yeah so garrett said why don't we modify it and do you know what was our favorite purchase that we made during the Steam sale. Yeah, because what we answered with was all like stuff that we had played that happened to be on sale. It was like, hey, you guys should check yeah. this out. But we... And if you've listened to this show, you, you've it, heard most of it. Yeah, Exa exactly. <laughs> and so I figured, let's turn it around. Yeah, and so uh, each of us also got some stuff, uh, some more than others, from the Steam sale this year ourselves. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a good idea to talk about what we got. Well, Nick, uh, lead us off. Yeah, so I, I only bought one thing, and I don't know if this was even part of the Steam Summer Sale. It might have just been a launch discount, because uh, it was only 10% off, but uh, I bought Neon White, which is a very strange game. I understand it is a card-based parkour first-person shooter. I don't speed speed uh, running. Game. Yeah, it sounds like you just put a bunch of uh, words into a hat and picked three. Yeah, hard based, uh, uh, speed runner, and first person shooter. All right. Yeah, it's it's a strange concept, and I haven't actually looked that much into into it. Um, but I really like this uh, game designer's other games. This is from Ben Esposito, who uh, most recently made Donut County, but is also part of the Arcane Kids Collective that made things like the Sonic Dreams Collection and uh, Bubsy 3D visits the James Terrell retrospective uh, and other great uh, weird, weird free games. You most recently have heard of him on the show from when I played Donut County. So Indeed. Zach's game of the year, if you recall. <laughs> oh, absolutely is it i don't want it to sound like i hated that game i just i mean it's like a two-hour game Zach, i'm pretty sure that we have audio saying i hate this i hated that game <laughs> i didn't say hey, i'm I, pretty I, sure we do <laughs> i recall it being more of a it didn't live up to the hype um yeah which i tried to not use the word hate very often garrett hmm. i fail severely I disliked severely it's not even there it's a, it's, hate it's leads a to good, the dark side it was boring as you know it was boring yeah 
Anyway, and I, I can buy that. White. But this looks anything but boring. It's quick and action based, and it looks really pretty. It has this really interesting sort of cell shady, but also like brightly colored uh, art style. It has some like it's neon white colored. Basically, there's a lot of white. Um, I gather there's some like angelic elements to the the art design. Um, and so I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but I'm particularly excited and I've heard this is pretty good on steam deck too. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear your thoughts on the dialogue because I, I watched a couple reviews to see if it would be brought up and it is brought up a few times. So I am, I'm very excited for you to, um, to play it and report back. Oh, interesting. In the interest of not spoiling myself, I haven't looked up really much of anything about Don't. it. I've, I've seen it yeah. like the first trailer. And that was about mm-hmm. it. I was like, "All right, I'm sold. This looks cool." Um, yeah. And is the is this from a twenty four? I mean, uh, Annapurna. It is, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, cool. There you go. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> I didn't actually think it was a twenty four. I just need to make that clear. Yeah, but I already I'm already an idiot in this you, episode because of Garrett's editing. So, <laughs> can you imagine if a twenty four made video games? It would probably <laughs> be just like Annapurna, S- Swiss Army Man, the game. Oh, that would be so Swiss cool. Swiss Army Man was, was a great movie. I can just yeah, imagine. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, I it's know. so good though. I can just imagine who are the people who made like the mummy demastered. Um, oh, I don't know. I like those uh, demastered things though; they're great. But yeah, the, those people who make, um, I think it's way forward. Uh, who who make the the really good like the Shantae people? Yeah, exactly. Um, I can imagine a Swiss Army man search action game where you're like gathering new tools for your dead guy to be able to use as you explore the island that would be fun now i want that's this a fasc- that's a fascinating idea you just ride the flatulent man across the lake yeah you have to like find a can of beans to feed him so that you can unlock <laughs> that power <laughs> uh co- give me a call way forward i'll write your design doc there we go (laughs) but yeah uh so zach how about you what did uh what did you get this this summer sale i got a number of things but i didn't get anything that is like wildly exciting except for what garrett's going to talk about so i will let him we we both got the same game oh i didn't know you got that but that's cool yeah that's nice what i what i did pick up was i picked up a ton of payday 2 dlc that i didn't own and I don't know if it's come up on the show before, but uh, I love Payday 2. It's very fun. It's I've played it with Garrett a whole bunch. And the DLC is always super wacky. And, and some of my favorite parts of that game is just like the one that lets you use like a bow and arrow. You're just yep. like doing heists with the bow and arrow. Oh, that's <laughs> or awesome. Or like a six shooter. <laughs> it's just, uh. it's so silly. And there's like a John Wick DLC. Yep. Uh, John there's, Wick mission, I mean, it's great. There's so much DLC. So summer sales or not summer sales sales in general are the best time to get it because everything drops down to like a buck and so and i picked so up a whole ton that i didn't have and yeah. now i want to play it uh, like really bad that game is so much fun when you have four people well yeah. we've got three of them right here so mm-hmm. let's let's get it going and uh whoever the host is and you can swap hosts in the lobby whoever hosts and owns the DLC shares it with everybody. So oh. you can play all the missions. You just might not unlock, you won't unlock the achievements that unlock like cosmetics or specific weapons for the DLC, but you can play all the missions if someone else owns them. Mm, very cool. The, this game has gone through actually like quite, quite an interesting history of like 
pay I don't know if you guys ever played Payday One, but Payday One was interesting but extremely hard and like felt unbalanced. And then Payday Two fixed the balance issues, added some interesting things. It was like really fun, but then they fucked it up with these crazy microtransactions they put in. And then the community backlash was so bad that they like took it all out. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. Yeah. I do <laughs> and, recall that. Yeah. And they still have like cases and stuff, but it's like it's more Counter Strike or Dota style or TF2 style uh, microtransactions where you're buying ways to unlock the cases that you earn instead of the super awful yeah. way it was before. They act, yeah, they, they took or drill, all I think it's drills. Drills, right? you, yeah. They yeah. took, you can't pay for drills anymore. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. You get safes and then you can unlock drills and then you can you can do it. But they, oh, so e- even they took less, them out yeah. eventually, yeah. Because it was like okay, then you just pay for it, and then they were like, nope, and then they made them all free. It, as as far as I know, because I used to keep up with the news because I played the game a lot, uh, and they made it free. I didn't care because I'm like, it's a stupid cosmetic. I don't give a shit. But uh, some people yeah, were as long really as mad. As long as it's cosmetic, my general opinion is I don't care. But if it's if it's like an actual item, like if you were unlocking different weapons to use, that's one thing, right? But if it's just yeah. like a different skin, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Yep. But anyway, Payday 2, very, very fun game. So much fun, especially trying to like four-player uh, silent uh, crazy mission that's super hard and you fail and you have to go out guns blazing. Like That's always <laughs> such a good time. Yeah. And we, we played it. Were you part of this, Garrett, when we did it in VR? Yes, Ooh, I was the one yeah. that told I, us that we should do it. I couldn't remember did. if it yeah. was you or not, but yeah, we, we tried it in VR, and it was like having the way the VR works. It's not great, by the way, for anyone who wants to try it. It's like it works, <laughs> but it's the way the movement works to avoid motion sickness is a little awkward, and I found myself, I kept getting tangled up in my VR cord like because I would be turning, and I'm like, ah. I'm like, all right, I got to pause, take my headset off, and like untangle myself from it. And But yeah. it, it was still fun and, and really interesting, but yeah. not not as fun as regular mouse and keyboard but right yeah it's harder to be as good at it like as quick um when well it actually was you have not really... played with a laser attachment in vr you <laughs> hit everything yeah. you do yeah. not miss that's true that's a good point that's a very <laughs> good point because you're like oh it actually makes sense because laser pointers in 2d shooters you're looking at you're looking at the screen yeah. and it's in the middle of your crosshair well, that's the same as aiming with your crosshair. Yeah, it it only yeah. really matters if it like gives you a significant statistical boost to accuracy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to play it. I never played too much of it partly because I didn't have a lot of friends who played it at the time, but I think I've talked about how Heat is one of my favorite movies. So, I have an affinity for heist stuff in general, uh and I would be especially excited to uh play it with y'all. So, We'll yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, together. we'll have to set aside some time because it's that game is so much fun, and we have actually like quite a number of people on our friends list who own this game because we've made them buy it. Or <laughs> yeah, pick, pick it, or it was free, or like or on the sale, free, yeah. it was ninety nine cents. So if you happen to pick it up, but this comes out way after the sale's done. So yeah, we're even recording yeah, it's, after it's, the sale. It's done. great, and like Garrett said, the they do the great system where not everyone needs the DLC, so it's like. Whoever has bought it can host. You can play those levels and and you and if you bought keep it swapping back and forth. Yeah, if you've bought it, you get to use it, right? Even if you can't convince all your friends to also buy it, which is pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yep, so, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, uh, maybe at some point, I'm not promising anything, but maybe we'll we'll stream that down the road. That would be a super fun one to stream. I think it would. It gets it gets so hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet the moment something goes wrong, everyone just has to scramble to adapt. 
Well, Garrett, go ahead. What was your favorite Steam Summer Sale purchase? So I finally picked up uh, Final Fantasy 15, the Windows Complete Edition, I think is the full title, uh, and the extra $2 DLC for, I think it's like one of the villains that you get to play as at the, at the end or something like that. Oh. It, it says like villain DLC because the <laughs> your your main your uh your main character uh and then you have like what is it three or four companions three, three. Yeah. and the dlcs were like you get to actually take control of those companions and do like a little side story mm-hmm. and then they came out with a fourth dlc which is you get to play like i guess a secret a certain sequence of final fantasy 15 as like the main antagonist yeah. which is pretty cool so the it was like a dollar so i bought uh, 15, the complete edition for like $13 and then spent another dollar and got the other DLC for it and got to play it for about two and a half ish hours. And I was playing it on the steam deck, which it runs really well, but it's an absolute battery hog. I think it can only play that game at like, it can only play it for like maybe 45 minutes. Oh yeah. So I, I also picked this up. Yeah, because I saw it was Steam Deck. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I saw it was Steam Deck verified. I was like, oh, I'll pull the trigger on it. And I had 30% battery. I launched the game, and before I was out of the opening cutscene, my Steam Deck was like, plug it in. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. I've done, I haven't played the game. <laughs> and I know that Amazing. 15 got like sort of middling reviews. I knew a lot of people that played it at launch, and they were like, oh, it's, it's kind of cool, but not really what like diehard Final Fantasy 15, or sorry, Final Fantasy fans were looking for in a game and i hear mixed things about the story and the pacing and some other mm-hmm. things uh it was on game pass it came off of game pass which is why i didn't buy it and then <laughs> it was on sale and and i was like okay well i'll pick it up but i picked it up after we recorded with troy which i think was that two episodes ago or one episode anyway it's sometime before this recording uh troy was a guest on our podcast and and um, had an experience about that game that I won't spoil if you haven't gone back and listened to that episode. Ooh. And I'm I was excited. like, okay, you know <laughs> what? I I, um, I want to take it, not just on his recommendation, but um, the way that he talked about it, I was like, okay, I'm compelled to check this out. And $13 is kind of a good sweet spot for that. Yeah. But I would like to play it portably. Um, it it takes it's like a hundred and something gigs on the on the steam deck. Oh, it's huge. yeah it's yeah. it's huge um just for the base game without like the extra textures so i might just save it for the pc and then if there's any grinding to be had maybe i'll load it up so i can do like 20 minutes of grinding or something because it's a final fantasy game so you mentioned that it got kind of weird reviews at launch there was the game has changed significantly since then as well, which yeah. is worth noting for for those who aren't aware. There was there's been a lot of changes to the game that have drastically improved the experience. And from what I understand, I have not played this game myself. Nick, maybe you can speak on this, but from what I understand, people who played it at launch and then people who've played it after, it's like a totally different experience that they've had. Huh. Right? I'll have to look into the changes and check it out because I think I probably played either the launch version or something akin to it and i liked it but i had to fight through a lot of um a lot of weirdness like uh like garrett said the pacing um a lot of final fantasy games have the problem of really bizarre pacing uh Mm -hmm. and this was definitely one of them and uh after the first like 
Like, for the first hour and a half or so, I had a hard time really, like, connecting with the characters or caring about anything. But there was, like, a moment that gives the protagonist, who is, like, just a fluffy-haired anime boy, a little bit of gravitas and, like, gives his mission a little more... Um, and his, like, status in life a little more context and purpose. And that was, like, where it started to hook me. Uh, and... I'm curious if they like sharpened up some of the start of the game uh, at all. So I just I quickly Googled here some of the changes and uh, I found one person here's just from Reddit and it's uh, off the top of their head. They you can switch characters in battle. There's an off road car, extra story cutscenes that help fill in some of the, the questions. Nice. And uh, DLC episodes that help wrap up the story. So I guess there were okay. some story problems with the game that weren't like very clearly explained, and so the extra cutscenes and DLC huh. helped flesh that out. I got a little bit of that because there was one like free DLC thing that like basically gave you a little bit of insight into what happened in a uh, chapter of Missing Time, where um, uh, where it like takes a break from Noctis for a little bit, uh, and so it like gives you some some context for that, but I, I didn't think that was super necessary. It, it was fine without it. Um, Cause you can just like understand what, what he did, but uh, yeah, definitely could not um, switch to your other characters or go off road when I played it. Um, that's funny. It was chapter ch chapter 13 is specifically what I'm talking about is the thing that had changes that were fine and good, but not like necessary. And in my very limited experience, the story is fine so far. It's, I don't really know what's going on because I'm in the first little zone. I did the tutorial, got the first cutscene, went through. I'm like, okay, I kind of get what's going on here. But I went through and the combat is awesome. I really, really enjoy the, the action combat. It has a little bit of menu style, kind of like Kingdom Hearts, but mm -hmm. a, a bit more active. So you have to be dodging things. Uh, it's kind of like, like Crisis Core, honestly. Which I never played. And the Rebirth whatever is coming out. So I'm yeah. excited for that. Hey, they got and gacked back. Astonishing. I, I, get, I don't know what that means. I think that's a person, but <laughs> sure, is. we got gacked back. Nickelodeon gacked. But in the opening cutscene, when they're pushing their car, like their car runs out of fuel or breaks down and they're pushing, it kind of plays like the standard Final Fantasy music. If you just type in Final Fantasy music into YouTube, I'm sure it's the first song that will play. It's like a slow harp, like do 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 you know? And somebody is covering Stand By Me, and it's just like, it It just, it hit me right in the heart. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's like Tale of These Four Buddies, and and the combat's awesome. It's got awesome music, yeah. and those are my two most important things in a game. So it's already riding high on the GURP meter. And like that's those are I think the strongest parts of the game are the combat and the music and oh, the combat. I thought you were going to say the first fifteen seconds of the game. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. Um, like the and the camaraderie, which only gets better. Like these are these are very different people, but you get like their voice performances are pretty good and convince you that like these are friends and they care about each other even though they're pretty different and maybe annoy each other sometimes like ignis is the stuck up one and prompto is the like chaotic one um uh well if you're if your parents named you prompto you'd probably be fucking chaotic too let's be honest <laughs> yeah i know right this child came out of the womb very fast 
they are prompto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dad joke of the week, folks. Uh, you thought it wasn't at the top of the show. It's at the bottom of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I uh, look forward to hearing more uh, about your experience with it. And I'll have to like, look up some videos and stuff of the changes because I'm, I'm curious. It also has multiplayer that I didn't even know about. So it does mayhaps a co-op stream that was that was one of the dlcs that was one of the ones i did not buy i played the first two character dlcs the gladio and prompto ones uh i never played ignis despite him being my favorite character of the companions and i never played the uh the villain one either but i'll have to check those out i think we've answered everything we need to answer we've talked about everything we need to talk about except for our final final beer thoughts Mine are that this was good. I finished it a long time ago. I couldn't stop drinking it, actually. It was very refreshing. I, it's kind of warm out today, and so I just kept drinking it. Yeah, same. And so I, I, it's been gone for a while. But yeah, it was really good. I would, I would absolutely drink this again. I finished mine uh, a little while ago. I poured a second one, which I think I'm about halfway done with now. Um, it is super refreshing, super drinkable. It is not... Um, it doesn't have any super strong flavors, but it is a little sweet. It's a little fruity. Um, it's just, it's just nice. Yeah, I, I'll have to echo that. It's, it, it's just nice. It's nice. It's refreshing. I just realized that my air conditioning hasn't been turned on in my room, and it's like eighty plus degrees in here. I'm wearing <laughs> a long sleeve shirt and pants still from work, uh, and it is extremely refreshing. I, I very, very much enjoyed this. Uh, and, and we've talked before about how um, beers without like strong flavors can be kind of boring. This is definitely not boring. Um, it's it's just uh, it's just nice. It's smooth. They're not strong. They're not weak. They're subtle. Yes. I think that it's it's an expertly crafted beverage. Yeah. yeah it makes me want to try out some more stuff from Fort George because uh, I've only had this one and that collab one. So I, I want to give them another try. They're batting 100 so far those are both pretty good um yeah and the uh the uh other one that i had the nectaron was also excellent so um but i think this is probably even better like the nectaron was a relatively standard like juicy hazy ipa um but uh but this is this is nice and it fits a niche that uh i haven't really found a beer for which is the like drinkable fruity hazy so good stuff uh highly recommended pick it up while you can uh during the summer because uh it will not be uh around for more than a season it sounds like it's gonna get kicked or power cycled yeah they're gonna cycle through (laughs) and you said i had the dad joke no yours was worse (laughs) nix gets a pass excellent I'm glad. Well, that's all we've got this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Please give us your feedback on what you think of the slightly changed format here. Uh, we're trying to, make, like I said, make it a little more topical, condensed, and be more focused. So let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. You can find us on all the social places, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and occasionally Twitch, at Co-Ops Podcast. We have a Discord server. Let us know if you want to join. We'll give you access. That's all we have. Good night. Good night. Prompto. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>